Welcome to the IDSI Views podcast. My name is Gaia Lamperti, and today I'm joined by Samir Pandiri, the international president of global fintech firm Broadridge. Hi, Guy. Nice to meet you, and thank you for having me on your program. Well, thank you for joining us. Let me start with an overview on Broadridge. The company is a global fintech, but it has a scale and a market valuation that's similar to major banks globally, and it has over 800 clients. So maybe you'd like to give me a bit of an overview about the journey that got Broadridge to where it is right now. Broadridge is a public company. It's been a public company for about 14 years. We're listed on the S&P 500, and uh, we have a market cap of about 20 billion, and we have about 14,000 employees worldwide. So as a fintech, we are a huge innovator globally, and we are very, very involved in financial technology. So that's really part of our DNA and uh, part of what we do. That's great. And this is exactly what I would like to discuss with you today. So what are some of the new ways Broadridge is providing tech-managed services and is outsourcing those to cut costs and streamline activities for both banks and asset managers? Well, when you look at banks and asset managers, there are three things that they're fundamentally trying to do. They're trying to reduce costs and simplify their technology stack and the cost of ownership of their technology. The second thing, they're trying to reduce the risk in the system and get better data insights and uh, uh, so that they can action, um, make better business decisions. And then the third thing that they're all trying to do is grow their revenues or their top line. So again, I think technology is an enormous enabler And one of the things that we do at Broadridge is help clients focus on these three areas that are critically important to them and provide a number of different solutions, both to banks and to asset managers. And have you been seeing an acceleration, particularly in COVID times, in the interest in streamlining data collections and cost cuttings, as we were just mentioning now? So COVID, I think, has been a very, very interesting time from a technology perspective. There are two trends that banks and uh, asset managers have realized. One, and perhaps the most important thing, is they need to have a digitized ecosystem in order to be able to get the work done. It's very important that you have a digital uh, native solutions. Otherwise, you cannot go to the office. You're not physically able to get things done. So you need to have that. The second, and perhaps even more important, what they realized is they need data to actually be able to run their businesses and make decisions. And this is far more important when you're virtual or semi-virtual. So COVID is actually driving this trend where banks and asset management firms really looking at their tech stacks, evaluating who their partners are, ensuring that they have the right data tools to make decisions, and then partner up with people like Broadridge to help them mutualize tech solutions and drive this ecosystem uh, going forward. So that's actually been a big push in the entire industry where technology has actually enabled people to work remotely, to get things done, 
And people are actually seeing that as the next part of the evolution. Absolutely. Remote work is exactly something that I wanted to ask you about. I imagine many of the clients you're working with are adopting the full remote or partially remote model. How is this changing the way banks are handling the shift to digital? The the most exciting thing is the optionality that companies have in terms of adopting different models for the future. Clearly, if you're at Starbucks, you have to be there in the office because you have to make the coffee. So there's no remote option there. But there are other functions where you could be 100% remote and uh, things that are in between where perhaps you come to the office one or two days and the other three or four days you work from home or remotely and gives people a tremendous amount of flexibility. But all of this is only possible because of technology and the data tools that are available to drive decision-making. So again, when you think about technology, it's giving people so much more optionality in terms of how they prioritize, how they conduct their day-to-day, what they do, how they do it. So this is a huge enabler and a trend that will continue into the future for a long period of time. And investing in technology is absolutely the priority number one right now. But how do we make sure we balance that with the right budget for talents as well and finding the right combination of automation of processes and human intervention? So what clients want is no different than what Broadridge wants. And I think there's a huge degree of alignment here. So people are focused just as Broadridge is on growth. So that's one area that we're very, very focused on. The second is the return on capital, um, the fundamental economics of technology and the investments. And the third is to drive better client engagement. Those are the things that we are focused on, which we think our clients are focused on. So again, there's a huge degree of alignment. What is changing is there is an absolute war for talent. People with technology skills, engineering skills that also have the customer mindset, understand the customer business models are becoming very, very valuable. So again, going virtual or semi-virtual gives us a lot of optionality because we can now attract people from around the globe. They don't only have to be two miles away from the office. They could be 2,000 miles away and still you know, be able to um, do a great job. So again, all of this is really technology driving this transformation. And we are very excited about the changes in the marketplace. And we think we have a very important role to drive these changes. That's brilliant. And looking forward to the future, what is Broadridge focusing on right now? And what are some of the upcoming plans in terms of expansion or maybe new product launches, new announcements that we should be aware of? Sure. So when you think about technology and technology innovation, we believe there are four things that are going to be absolutely critical to the future. And we actually coin it and we call it the ABCDs of innovation. And the ABCD stands for artificial intelligence, blockchain, cloud, and digital and data. So those are the four things that we think are really going to drive innovation. So we are very heavily investing in all of those four things because to be a true tech leader, fintech firm, you have to understand and master these skills. 
Now, from a client perspective, different clients have different levels of engagement with each of these topics. And what we have found, we recently did a survey of CIOs. And what we found is when you look at the ABCDs, as I've outlined it, almost 70% of them have it on their roadmap for the future. So again, that is really important because when we talk to a client, whether it's blockchain or cloud or data, it's really important that there's alignment and that I think is absolutely happening. And that's what we try to focus on. That sounds great. And if I may, I would like to add one more letter, the E of ESG. Is there any remark or reflections you would like to add in terms of the importance that ESG commitments have for Broadridge? You know, you probably brought out the most important thing that every firm is focusing on for the future, which is the E. We should actually modify that and make that the ABCDE of innovation. So thank you for that. That's a great idea. ESG as a topic is fundamentally changing the conversation at every single level. So when people generally build technology, they're building it for a specific solution or a use case. And now with ESG, that is absolutely becoming very mainstream and core to how we build technology. So when you go talk to a client and you ask them, what is the problem that you're trying to solve for? ESG is one of those issues that they're also trying to solve for. The reason for that is, as a topic, it's very important for the future. It's what people are gravitating to, whether you're an asset manager or a bank or a broker-dealer, is what clients are demanding. So again, there is a huge pent-up demand for ESG. There isn't, as far as we can tell, in the marketplace, a single provider or a single source of truth for ESG because there are many, many models and people are evolving, changing. And uh, again, I think this is very early stages from ESG perspective. So there's a lot of innovation that I think will come into play over the next five to 10 years. FinTech firms like Broadridge, I think we have a huge conversation opportunity to engage with our clients and, and be part of this ESG solution. That's brilliant. Well, thank you, Samir. It was a very insightful conversation. I really hope to catch up again soon. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we're very excited about our future, what we can do in the marketplace, especially across Europe and Asia. So a very exciting journey for us. We have a great team. And, uh, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to uh, speak to you today.